listeners and welcome to another episode of testify here on eden fm your voice in paradise thank you so much for taking the time to join us again this evening i am ingrid carly moses and uh, i welcome the listeners that are listening live this evening here on eden fm and then also in the future those that might be listening via podcast thank you so much for your support uh, to this radio ministry Without further ado, I'm just going to start off with a prayer um, and then introduce my guest after that. So let's pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Father God, thank you so much, dear Lord, for the blessing of this day. Thank you, Lord, that you brought us to this specific moment in time, Lord, and that we can hear, Father God, the testimony of the guest that's about to share their story. Thank you, Lord, that you've brought um, all listeners to this moment in time, whether on the radio station this evening or whether on the podcast in the future. Father God, I ask you to please bless the guests that are going to be sharing, Lord, what you have done in their lives. And also the listeners, Lord, so that they may be receptive of the story that they will be sharing of your goodness, Father God, and that they may relate to that story and understand, Lord, that it's not only about the testimonies of these two individuals, but Father God, it's about their lives too, and the testimonies that they have to share, um, and, and will be able to share in the future about your goodness in their lives. Thank you, Lord, also for this radio station, and uh, the opportunity that they give, Father God, uh, to proclaim your word, Father, and to just bring goodness into your kingdom. We thank you, dear Lord. Amen. And so without further ado, I'm going to introduce my two guests. As you've heard, dear listeners, I said two guests, yes. And so it's a husband and wife team. It's Nicole and Gareth Agnew. And so I'm going to give them each a chance to say hello and to just introduce themselves with a little bit of background about who they are. So Nicole and Gareth, I think let's start off with Nicole. Tell the listeners about yourself. Hello, everyone. It is such a delight to be with you all this evening. Um, as Ingrid has graciously introduced, um, I'm Nicole Agnew. Um, I was born in Durban. I moved to Cape Town at a young age. Um, my husband, Gareth, and I met uh, in 2004. 
Uh, so we've known each other for 18 years and we've been married for, for 13 of those years. Um, we briefly lived in the UK for seven years um, after having our son Tyler, uh, who will be 11 this year. Uh, we moved back to South Africa to be with family. Um, I work in a full-time online women's ministry uh, for a ministry called Women at Work, um, which is actually how Ingrid and I met. And uh, yeah, Tyler, our son, is a full-time student in grade five, um, and he is very passionate about cars and motorbikes and NASA and hopes to be an astronaut one day. <laughs> so yeah, you can introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. Uh, hi, Ingrid. Thank you for having us. Um... Yeah, uh, my name is Gareth. Um, I was born and bred in Cape Town. Uh, <laughs> aside from a short stint, as Nicole mentioned, overseas, um, you know, I've been, been here all my life. Uh, currently running uh, a motorcycle workshop um, out in Durbanville. Uh, yeah, I've come out of a corporate environment in the past to pursue a dream. So um, that's where we are at the moment. Thank you so much, you two. Um, and our listeners, really, if you could see them, you would just see how beautifully they fit together as husband and wife. But I'm sure that for you to get here was quite a journey um, and that God has done things in your life, which is really why you are here this evening to share your testimony. So I'll give you a chance then, um, uh, Nicole and Gareth. So what is it that God has done in your life that you would want to share about this evening? I know, as we said, you know, after so many years of being alive and so many years of marriage, I'm sure you can share many, many testimonies, but I'm aware that there was something specific that's happened um, that has brought you to this point to feel compelled to tell others about the goodness of God. So I leave it up to you. Please share your story. Uh, thank you again, Ingrid. So uh, our, our testimony is one uh, about healing. Um, our hope is that our story will encourage listeners to stand firm in Jesus and to believe that miracles are still possible today. Um, like any testimony, we need to start all the way at the beginning. So um, just to give you a little bit of background, I was, I was born with an undiagnosed heart defect. Um, and once my parents and hospital staff realized that there was something wrong, it was advised that I be operated on as soon as possible. Um, so this meant that I had my first open heart surgery at only nine days old. Um, there were a number of defects which had to be rectified, which included an artery which was too big, uh, two arteries which were too small, uh, there was a hole in my heart, there was a leaking chamber and uh, there was a valve which wasn't working properly. I, I can never remember all of them. I think that was all of them. Um, anyway, I, unfortunately, due to my age, not everything could be repaired uh, during the first op. So I would need to have a second open heart surgery by the time I was two uh, to repair the rest of, of, of what needed to be done. Um, on a positive note, the, the, the recovery of the first op went so well that it was decided that I'd have the second operation at only seven months old, as opposed to at two years. Um, and with both operations being a success, I, I mostly you know, grew up having a normal childhood, undeterred by any issues relating to my heart. Um, I even went on to race motorcycles from age 10 for a good number of years. Um, so, yeah, it was actually... Uh, 
at the racetrack where I met my, my beautiful wife, Nicole, in 2004. Um, and yeah, to move the story along a little bit, Nicole and I decided to move over to the UK in 2007, just to get a different perspective on life. And um, once we were there, things, got, things went very well. And we decided in 2009 to get married, um, which was amazing. Um, life seemed pretty good at this point, but unfortunately at, well, six months into us getting married, we faced one of the scariest and most unexpected seasons of our lives. Um, I suffered a, a hemorrhage on my brainstem, which was effectively the same as having a stroke. Um, I was 25 at the time. I led a fairly healthy lifestyle. So this was not something we were expecting. Um, I was also told that at the time, uh, an operation wouldn't be possible to repair this as it was too risky. Um, and that the bleed would need to dissolve naturally. Um, the average recovery time uh, for something like this is around two years, if I even recovered at all. Um, the symptoms of the hemorrhage, as I mentioned, were or are similar to that of a stroke. Um, the part of my brain which got affected by, uh, by this was the same part which gets affected when alcohol is consumed. So everything from my neck down on the right-hand side was completely affected. I couldn't feel anything on the right-hand side of my body. Uh, above the neck, everything on the left was affected, including my, my eyesight and my hearing. Um, as I said, the same part of the brain that gets affected when you consume alcohol meant that uh, my speech was very impaired. Um, I had to learn to speak properly again. I had to, yeah, it was tough. It was difficult. And I think it was more difficult for Nicole um, as I was hardly able to do anything at the time. And we had no family around to support us. Um, so more often than not, we had to rely on our friends to, to help us out. Yeah, I think at, at, um, at the stage of our journey, uh, from a spiritual perspective, we were also coming into a relationship with Christ. Um, we had both grown up in church, uh, so we knew of God and faith, uh, but we had no relationship with, with the Lord. Um, at the time that Gareth and I met, we had wandered away from God. Um, and I think we are especially thankful today to know that he, he never truly leaves us. Uh, we may think that he does. We may even think that we are powerful enough to hide from our, our creator, uh, but really we cannot. Um, yeah, so as, as we look back now, um, he was just gently there pursuing our hearts graciously and tenderly uh, leading us down his path so we could meet with him in a very personal way that would lead to us essentially sitting here today sharing our story. Um, at the time of Gareth's stroke, uh, like, he, like he mentioned, we were living in the UK. Uh, we were at that stage uh, just newly attending church regularly out of our own. Um, I was even serving on team. Uh, Gareth and I were part of a small home Bible study group. Um, so when he had his stroke uh, with the very bleak diagnosis, um, yeah, fear, I think, really crippled us. It crippled um, us as, as young believers um, because it just it came out of nowhere. You know, we were 25, we were newly married, we were living in a foreign country uh, with no immediate family. It, it truly was a fear-filled and, and most definitely unexpected time for us, but also not 
um, there was, looking back now, there was this lingering sense of peace that kind of hovered over us. We maybe didn't feel it um, in that time walking it, but looking and reflecting back now, there was just the sense of peace um, through it all. Um, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we actually, yeah, we had uh, a lot of amazing support and prayer from our home Bible study group. Um, as well as our friends and family who are obviously back in South Africa. Um, yeah, and I mean, we, we believe that prayer is <laughs> so powerful. Uh, we believe that it was through prayer and encouragement and through God's word, which was given to us, that I had an incredibly short recovery time um, where essentially I was back to my normal functioning self within three months of the diagnosis. Um, <laughs> the neurosurgeon he couldn't believe the results um and yeah truly at that point uh, god had blessed us with a miracle yeah and absolutely i so support what you are saying in that to go through an experience like that it's only by the grace of god and you so beautifully express that in how you narrated exactly what happened at the time. And thank you for that clarity um, and for being vulnerable also uh, with the listeners. At this point, we're going to go to a song. And dear listeners, I hope also that through, that whilst you reflect on what Nicole and Gareth have been saying and you listen to the song, you truly can realize the goodness of God and how God, that goodness surrounds us every single day. And so this next song is called Goodness of God by Jen Johnson.
Welcome back, dear listeners. You're listening to Testify on Eden FM, your voice in paradise. I'm Ingrid Carly Moses, and with me this evening is Nicole and Gareth Agnew, and they are telling us or sharing with us their story of healing, the incredible healing journey that Gareth went through after suffering a hemorrhage on the brain and the very, very short recovery time um, that he was um, uh, um, um, that he was given, or at least that he experienced, excuse me, um, simply by the grace of God and the support of prayer. So now you are still in the UK, you're going through this recovery journey, Gareth. Um, what happened then? How did your life change? How, how did you, you look at life now from this point onwards? Well, um, a few months after the recovery, um, we with everything that happened we decided life was very short and that we needed to start our family um and yeah and so with that god very graciously gifted us with our son tyler um whom nicole mentioned earlier uh about a year and a half after he was born we made the decision that it would be best to move back to south africa so that he could grow up around his family and you know have his grandparents around him and so on and um with all of that, about a year after we moved back, we, we purchased our first home. Um, and yeah, I mean, things just really were going very well again for us, you know, following everything that had happened in the past. And um, yeah, it was uh, in January of 2015, which was only two months uh, after we had actually bought our house, that I developed something called arterial flutter. Um, this is essentially a, a high resting heart rate. And in this case, it was caused by the scar tissue uh, that was on my heart from the previous ops as, as a baby. Um, and yeah, what this meant was that my average heart rate um, was around 140 beats a minute where the normal average heart rate would, would be roughly between 60 and 70 beats a minute. Um, unfortunately, due to this, I ended up in ICU uh, to be monitored before being released with a bag full of prescription drugs to help maintain uh, a very high heart rate. Um, a few days after being released, I went to see my cardiologist. Um, my cardiologist has been looking after me from the age of three, and we went to him to see what could be done to try and resolve this problem. And it was again advised that I would need to go for another heart surgery to rectify this problem. Um, having had a few surgeries already other than the stroke i mean obviously we, we didn't have a surgery then either but um i've had a number of other surgeries also i said to nicole that uh when we left there uh, i said to her, i'm not i'm not going for another op um she kind of looked at me very blankly what do you mean you're not going for another op you're gonna have to get this sorted and i said so well we're gonna just believe that god is gonna heal my heart um she wasn't convinced <laughs> I, I, her understanding was that God had already healed me once and that was my chance. I had no more. <laughs> but uh, we decided to embrace the situation. And this time around, you know, we went into this filled with faith rather than fear like we had before. And um, we went into a whole bunch of things. We watched healing sermons. We fasted. We prayed for each other and with other people. And we have, yeah. I mean, this was a long, this was over a long period now. This was over plus minus a year. We had a lot of ups and downs. Um, 
we had to keep lifting each other up. When she was down, I would have to lift her up. When I was down, she would have to lift me up. Um, just reassuring one another that God was there for us and that he wouldn't forsake us. And um, we made peace with whichever way God planned that I would get healed. Because, I mean, at this point, we had resigned ourselves to the fact that that was going to happen. I was going to get healed, whether it be by operation or otherwise. Um, and so we booked an op for, for October of 2015. This was 10 months after it all started. Um, and the day before I was due to go for my op, there were some complications uh, between the medical aid and the hospital and the surgeon. And so in the end, the, the op was eventually canceled the day before it was due to happen. Yeah, and I think at this point, we, we felt like we had... <laughs> kind of checked all of those spiritual boxes you know we were praying and we were learning and we were fasting and we were believing and and I think the frustration of the op being cancelled uh, but yet Gareth's heart still not being right um, it, it was hard it was hard to to find the faith it was hard to continue to believe and to trust it was even hard to allow ourselves to be encouraged by the people around us um, because it was just so frustrating. Um, and it, it felt like God wasn't there. Um, and again, <laughs> I am just so immensely grateful that God has unlimited patience with us and that, that he is compassionate with us uh, because you know we so often uh, want to, to get out of a, a season of struggle and hardship that we, we actually miss the beauty of, of God's transformational work in us, um, his transformational work in the depths of who we are, um, so that we can become all that he created us to be, so that he can bring out the beauty and the strength from within us, uh, because he's the one that placed it there, um, and so that we will not be easily tossed around by the things of this mm -hmm. world. Um, you know, we can really relate in our own way when James says, consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds um, because there's a beauty and a reflection of God so deeply tucked inside of us that it's really only through hardship and struggles that that beauty and character um, has a chance to come out. Um, I think Gareth and I had had to be broken down to our core, um, at, both as a married couple and as individuals, um, so that we could at this stage and in this journey and in the season, rebuild um, on God as our foundation. Um, but because up until that point, everything was about what we had achieved, I think in our own strength, mm -hmm. um, you know, all that fleshy, fleshy junk that we hold on to, uh, we had to be in a season where it was all God, everything, absolutely everything um, at this stage hinged on, on him. We, we, we could not heal his heart. We could not operate on his heart to heal it. it, it everything was out of our hands. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, after that op was canceled, um, we were advised to stay on the beta blockers, which is the, the, the medication that I was given, uh, to try and maintain my heart rate, which was really becoming a bit of a problem. Uh, by January 2016, which is a year after it all began, of, re of having a you know, high resting heart rate, um, I was beginning to have these attacks where my heart rate would go absolutely through the roof. We couldn't get a reading on it. Um, so I couldn't tell you what it was. 
Um, I'd have to end up lying flat on my back on the floor, taking deep breaths just to try and get it to get under control again. Um, and this was happening at work. So my colleagues were phoning Nicole and saying, listen, your husband's having a heart attack. You need to come and fetch him and take him to the hospital. Um, and yeah, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. And like Nicole said, it was very frustrating. Um, and actually it was in this time where God started speaking to me very clearly. Um, and he said to me, you keep on asking me for healing. Um, and he said, I, I, I need you to start thanking me because this has already been done. And on top of that, we needed to declare it out loud. We needed to physically say it with our mouths that we had already been healed by Jesus stripes. And um, yeah, in that, in that time, look, as I said, we, we'd resigned ourselves to the fact that it was either going to be whichever way God decided um, we were going to book another operation. And um, so we did, we booked another up for, for April of 2016. Wow. When I listen to your story, it is truly, truly a decoration of faith. That's what I hear, and that's how you ended off um, that part of your testimony. Um, and as you said, you know, to just be joyful through all the trials and tribulations, that's what we are called to do. Uh, and that is also part of just exuding our faith and making it visible um, and living it out. Just when we actually show joy in times of trouble, but certainly to declare it and to declare the mercy of God and the goodness of God. At this point, we're going to go to another song, and it is called Good, Good Father by Chris Tomlin.
Welcome back, dear listeners. Thank you so much uh, for listening to this program this evening. You're listening to Testify on Eden FM, Your Voice in Paradise. I'm Ingrid Carly Moses, and with me this evening is Nicole and Gareth Agnew, and they're sharing the story of healing um, when it came to uh, Gareth's health and what happened since the time he was a baby right up until um, the adult life, his adult life through their marriage and the challenges they had to face uh, around Gareth's condition, but just how God is faithful throughout it, throughout it all. And so Gareth, you came to a point where you realized you, you needed to declare who God is. You needed to declare your faith. How easy was that for you? And when you did discover that this is what you needed to do, how did you go about doing it? So, as I said, God, God had, he was telling us to profess our faith to anyone and everyone that we could, which um, is not the easiest thing in the world to do, especially when, you know, you're praying and believing for something and it, it just hasn't happened yet. Um, but this, of course, as I said, was a bold step. And speaking out in faith like that takes a lot and to make matters worse the directors at the company that i was working for at the time uh, they actually started making contingency plans for my replacement because they were under the impression that i wasn't going to come out of this um but nicole and i we continued to speak in faith we were believing god for <laughs> everything <laughs> at this point um Anyway, on uh, the 15th of March, 2016, God gave us a scripture, uh, which is Isaiah 35. And uh, we read through this, this scripture and we were filled with, with hope and grew very expectant that something would happen very soon. Um, Nicole even sent me a text message that day to tell me that she thought that my, my healing was near. And um, it was on the same day that we were notified of a healing sermon that was taking place at the church that we attended. Um, and we started making plans to go and attend this, this service. Um, <laughs> the next day was very, very interesting. Uh, we just seemed to not be able to, to get there. It just seemed like everything went wrong. And in our attempting to get to this service, we ended up with a major, a major crisis at work, um, <laughs> issues with roadblocks on the way when we eventually got out of you know, the work situation. and. Yeah, along that we witnessed a 
bit of excessive road range. <laughs> it's just crazy, all of these things that were happening. And, um, you know, to be honest, when we eventually arrived at the church, it looked as though we were so late that it had actually finished. Um, only to find out that, uh, to our amazement, the service actually had started later than had and then it was anticipated and we were actually 15 minutes early yeah anyway we we went into the auditorium and um yeah both of us obviously feeling very very expectant um and uh we sat down we were listening to the pastor he was working through his sermon and he was calling people up on stage to be prayed for uh, there were lots of people there there was a, there were about a thousand people there that evening and um he was very specific in what he was asking people to come up on stage to be prayed for. And when we reached the end of the service, Nicole and I kind of felt a little deflated. I, I don't know if we were expecting to be called up on stage. I, I'm, I'm not sure what we were expecting, but it just, yeah, we were kind of like, okay, well, not tonight then. And um, the pastor basically said that there's so many people here that it would have been impossible to, to pray for, for each and every person individually who needed it. And so he asked us all to stand in agreement for us, for ourselves and with those around us for healing. And if we were believing for something and Nicole and I placed our hands on my heart and we began to pray with each other uh, after the service as, you know, um, as was requested. And uh, as everyone was leaving, Nicole turned to me to give me a hug, um, just out of frustration and feeling let down a little bit, I suppose. Um, and as she did this, she sort of looked up at me and she said, I think you need to check your heart rate. And we sat down and uh, I began to take the measurement. And as the reading began to appear, we kind of sat there in total disbelief. I mean, it was like, this is impossible. And I checked it again and I checked it again. And basically the heart rate monitor was saying that my heart rate was normal, 72 beats a minute. Um, yeah, we couldn't believe it. Uh, it was, we were both sitting there like cops, man. Don't know what to do, don't know what to say. Uh, anyway, I must have checked it about 20 times on the way home that evening, uh, still in just total and utter disbelief. And um, yeah, I mean, it was in that moment, standing in the back of the church, after really just, you know, at word's end, um, God decided to heal my heart in that quiet moment, just with the two of us. And uh, the thing is, the story is not over. This is kind of where, where the biggest challenge came. Um, when we got home, I, I, we faced the decision of, whether or not I should carry on taking these beta blockers, the tablets that was maintaining my heart rate, um, which I've been taking for over a year, uh, every 12 hours on the hour um, to prevent these attacks from happening. So this was quite a, this was quite a deciding moment for us. And I, I don't know if we, at that point, if we believed that God really had healed my heart, what did we do? Did we take the medication? Did we not? And, um, we prayerfully chose not to take those tablets that evening. And here, here we are, six years later, um, I still have a full container of those, those tablets. Um, I don't keep it for precaution's sake, but rather as a reminder that uh, God does still perform miracles today. And as for Nicole, that was number two.
um, we'll say we went to see my cardiologist about three months uh, after this had all happened and he he couldn't believe what he was seeing um, he did a sonogram and he said that if it wasn't for the physical scars on my back and on my chest from the ops that I had as a baby uh, that he wouldn't be able to tell that I'd ever had a heart operation um, there was no longer any scar tissue the murmur was gone the hole which was there was now closed and the short of it was that God had uh, performed the ultimate miracle for us um, he completely healed my heart of any defect and yeah he placed he placed a new heart in my chest and um yeah, just forever grateful it seems to me the story is like having a heart transplant with actually having your physical heart transplanted um wow guys what an absolutely amazing story um and yes we need to share these things but just look at how god prepared you before the time to declare this, to declare about his goodness, because in the moment of prayer and seeking his healing, he said to you and made it known to you, first declare my name, first be the one that becomes my advocate. Not that that is a condition for healing at all, but it's just a mindset shift of um, our relationship with the Lord and how he desires us to have that connection to him. I believe he had that healing in store, uh, you know, in store for you all along. But it was a matter of you needing to transform your attitude, your way of being needing to be transplanted first and healed first in order for you to be the vessel of his goodness and the testimony. Such a beautiful story. At this point, the song that I've selected is called Healer by Kerry Joe, because I just believe that, you know, attaching ourselves to God, our healer, is such a profound um, essence of who God is, of, of revealing the essence of who God is when it comes to miracles like this. And so let's listen to the song and be reminded of that.
Welcome back, dear listeners. You're listening to Testify on Eden FM, your voice in paradise. Wow, what a beautiful story this evening. What an amazing testimony. And I am sure that there's so much more depth into, into, the, into um, the testimony of Gareth and Nicole. Um, but we're speaking about the healing this evening, uh, the healing that God brought into Gareth's physical life, but also into the relationship with him and into their marriage. So Nicole and Gareth, we're here now, and this the story is a reminder of who God is and who he, 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 his sovereignty across everything in life. How do you still stay connected to God today, even though God has healed you six years ago, Gareth, and you stand just in testimony of that? But how has that shifted your relationship even now after it having happened so long ago? Um, sure. Uh, Ingrid, our story, like you said, I think is, is just a beautiful reminder that, that God is still very much alive and active. Um, that miracles still do happen today. It's, it's a deep testimony with a lot of revelation. I think if we had more time, we would sit and just share just how much God was, was just in every, every detail. There were so many testimonies within this testimony. Um, you know, but I think some points that stood out to, to both of us is that we often think that the things that we are going through are maybe a, a form of punishment or a result of sin in our lives. Um, but I remember just asking God that question. It was a, a few months after Gareth's heart had been healed. And I remember sitting and asking him that very question. Um, you know, Gareth was born into this world. Um, with a heart defect you know he hadn't sinned at all he hadn't done anything that needed punishment and I, I couldn't wrap my head around um, yeah that that idea of of yeah the things that we go through being a result of something that we had done um, but God revealed this to me and, and I would love to share from John 9 verse 1 to 3 and it's account it's an account of uh, Jesus walking with his disciples um, and this is what it says as he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Um, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. And it just was a beautiful revelation that our hardships and our struggles are never about us. Um, it really is about the people um, around us coming to know the love and glory of our Father, of our Creator. Um, it's about choosing to display our faith to the people around us so that they can have a revelation in their own hearts. Um, we don't have the power to change people. Only God through his spirit uh, can change a heart of a believer. Um, you know, our lives um, are truly a canvas which God is painting to, to um, allow people to experience and be moved by his spirit as they bear witness to our faith um, through the hardships that we go through, how we respond, how we react in, in whatever we are being faced with. Um, really, it's, it's, it's people bearing witness to our faith and the love that we have in the Lord. Um, my closing thought, I think, 
is this, uh, you know, when we love and glorify God through our struggles, people experience his character and his faithfulness and, and so much more. We often hear that saying, you might be the only Bible that someone ever reads or encounters in their life. Um, so take comfort in knowing that whatever it is that you are going through, uh, you are created in the image of God. He has a plan and a purpose for you because he knows every day of your life. You can trust him with whatever you are going through. Um, you know, and like Ingrid said earlier, yes, God gave Gareth a new heart physically, um, but he gave me and all the people who were with us on that journey a new spirit. Uh, he renewed our hope um, and, and he gave us contentment to know that, that he's alive. He performs miracles today, that, that he loves the faith that we display. Um, don't be tossed by every wind that comes your way, but stand firm knowing Jesus says he is the way, the truth, and the life, and we can rest um, fully knowing that everything is in his hands. Um, so whatever it is that you are facing, listener, um, our, I think our prayer is just that you will find yourself tucked in God's word, um, finding comfort and, and speaking the words that he is placing on your heart to speak that life into your circumstances. Um, so I'm going to close us out in a prayer. Is that all right, Ingrid? Can I close us out in a prayer? Come and let us pray together. Father God, Lord, we just thank you so much that you are our creator. Lord, we just thank you so much that nothing is unseen by you. Nothing is unknown by you. Nothing is an oopsie or a mistake or trying to slot us into your plan. Lord, we have been purposed and called Father, no matter what we go through, we know that it's to bring honor and glory to your name so that we can share our testimony of faith boldly and courageously. Father, I pray that as we put that belt of truth around our waist every day from your spiritual armor, Lord, that we can walk um, professing the truth and the faith that we have in you, Lord. We thank you, Father, for the gift of healing. And healing, Lord, we know comes in so many forms. Yes, we, our testimony is a, is a testimony of healing physically, Father, from, from illness or disease, Lord. Um, but Father God, we know that healing is restoration of relationships, marriages, finances, uh, parenthood, Father God. Uh, we know, Father God, that you are working in our lives every single day. We thank you that Jesus, that you are the way the truth and the life for us today and every day. Lord, we thank you for the gift of your son. We thank you for the gift of the spirit that we can have in the depths of our hearts. And we thank you, Father God, for the truth of your word, which is the lamp to our feet and the light to our path, no matter what we face. Lord, we give you the honor and we give you the glory for every good thing in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Nicole, for that beautiful prayer um, and the blessing over our listeners. Thank you also, Gareth, for being vulnerable and sharing your story um, and just the miraculous way in which, um, you know, God has healed you and the journey that it's taken you through. And Nicole, also for your support, just from um, a woman's perspective, being there, supporting your husband um, through this whole process and... Uh, I know that God has blessed you and will continue to bless you and also your ministry and the work that you do and in your profession of faith. It is so strong and certainly like you have prayed, a lamp 
onto the feet of those that might have lost hope in their situations. Thank you so much for making yourselves available. Listeners, we're going to play out now with our song, which is a favorite of both Nicole and Gareth's, um, and something which I believe, um, you know, was, was um, something that strengthened them through this journey. And it is called Take Heart by Hillsong. Good night, dear listeners. God bless. Until we meet again next time.
God has overcome all the world in its troubles. Take heart, for He has overcome.